this. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Doubleheader mailbag day. Man, I love Thursdays when we're recording this. You're listening to it on a Friday. We got some good questions. We're going to go ahead and start with our guy, KC. He says, who are the two to three Bengals players from last year's team that are the most important, most, oh my goodness, I am butchering this question. I apologize. KC says, who are the two to three Bengals players from last year's team that are in the most jeopardy of being cut, not practice squad, flat out cut? Oh, interesting. Um, Trent Taylor. That's the first one to come to mind. Uh, and I guess you can make the art. Well, Chris Evans, I think that's the second one that comes to mind. And I, I would guess after that, you can make the argument for a few guys. I think the one that's glaring would be Hakeem Adeniji, but I think we both have thought the coaching staff might like him a little more than the fans yeah. do. Doesn't mean they're going to keep him, but I think it just, he's not a guarantee to get cut. I think some people are trying to already throw that parade, <laughs> um, which you shouldn't do. You shouldn't, you shouldn't celebrate anybody losing their job. Uh, even, but whatever. We talked about that enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll go with those three. Um, in my mind also, I guess you could see a Trey Hill, getting cut if Ben Brown outperforms in the preseason. You could see Max Sharping get cut if enough guards look good. Um, you could see – I think all the tight ends are making it. <laughs> so they didn't really add much. I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> like other positions, it's like, man. I mean, I guess you could see a different wide receiver get – like if Trent Irwin gets cut, I'm not shocked. I'd be surprised, but I'm not shocked. That, that would just mean that – the other guys are looking real good. Stanley Morgan, I guess, is in jeopardy. I just think his special teams and his unique role will get him onto the team. We'll see, though. Um, if DJ Ivy can beat out Jalen Davis, I mean, that's a deep cut. That's, that's, that's like, I think somebody, the person asking the question is like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> He's like, oh, didn't really think about that one. Uh, what, what do you think about on the defensive line? Yeah, uh, I've heard the Cam Sample one before. I think they like Sample. I guess I could – I'm like Trent I, – I got him in the same group as like Trent Irwin. Like I wouldn't be completely shocked if he's cut, but I would be surprised. Uh, it is a big defensive line group though. So, oh, it, could it be Josh Tupo? Could it be J2 Fele? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. J2 Fele is a sneaky one I think because he's been inactive. He wasn't – he was like I think a healthy scratch for the playoff run. I, I'd have to look that back up. But I think fans are – that's the opposite of the Hakeem Adeniji, where fans like him more than I think the coaching staff might have. At least that the coaching staff has shown how much they like him. So those are all mine. Do you have any of that I missed? No, I think the defensive line is going to be where I'm looking at right now. It just feels pretty loaded yeah. right now, or at least crowded. Uh, and, and what that will look like when we go into camp. And the offensive line is obviously one they're going to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, Trey Hill, I mean, it's unfortunate. I just don't believe in him as the backup center. It actually Yeah, but the other option is Ben Brown, who's never played in the I NFL. Know. So. <laughs> I know. It's absolutely terrifying to me, honestly. If you, if you told me what will keep you up at night when you think of the offensive line, I would say the center, backup center position. 
to be completely honest with you. Um, and it's because of those flashes went in the Bills game. That's just and Ted Karras, look, man, that guy is a superstar. He went out there and he's like, I don't care. I'm going to get through this game and we're going to play in the AFC championship game. And maybe they play in the Super Bowl. But unfortunately, um, I get yeah the backup center position scares me. Um, I think you you pretty much hit on everything. The Chris Evans thing, it, it won't be surprising to me at all. He had the opportunities, the few opportunities when he was out there. I know fans want him to be on the field more. Trent Irwin would be a surprise. Trent Taylor just feels like the writing's on the wall with the hype Charlie you're hearing Jones from just, this. Charlie Jones just has so much of the same job, right? Yeah. I mean, the hype, I know we're going to we're gonna hear even more. I mean, we're three weeks away from the hype when it comes to these players, these rookies, the underrated mm-hmm. sleeper in training camp. Um, and it well, just Trent feels Taylor's like... probably the- in the best shape of his life, though. Have you considered that? Okay, so what we are going to do, I'm going to say this right now. We have a little less... It's going to be less than three weeks now uh, because they will be at training camp three weeks from today. We are going to come up with the amount of things that we think we are going to hear that'll be like the tuesday show before they report to training camp when it comes to best shape of their life and we're going to ask you on twitter so make sure you send those to us too and we will find them the tweets from our amazing media people who are going to be sweating it out covering the team during training camp and we are going to look for those and i'm sure they're coming because uh we are like i said only three weeks away from that joe i want to get to your question i actually should have led with this one but uh since we talked about the ring of honor he says what are some things the organization can do along the lines of adding the ring of honor to help improve fan engagement and experience of being a Bengals fan one thing I think that uh, Paycor Stadium could add, I've been to Heinz Field once, I guess Akershire Stadium now, mm-hmm. but they have like a whole Hall of Fame for their Ring of Honor guys. Do something like that. That's That'd cool. be really cool. Yeah, just like, <laughs> it's huge because Steelers have been doing it for years. Yeah, I, I didn't take too long of a look, but I was just like, grudgingly, this is cool. <laughs> I wish the Bengals did this. <laughs> so add a, if they could add that, I think that just steal the idea pretty much. Just have like, yeah, like a, a Willie Anderson, an Isaac Curtis, a Ken Anderson, a Ken Riley. Just like a little, it doesn't even have to be giant thing. Just something celebrating them when you get in there and maybe telling their story and why what made them a Ring of Honor player for the Bengals. I think that'd be my first thought on something that they could add. Because they've done a lot of adding stuff. They've added the, the bubble. Uh, which is now an indoor facility, I believe. And they've added the Ring of Honor, obviously. It feels like they're doing a lot, um, but that'd be cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they I have no doubt behind the scenes they're working on more fan engagement and, and other things that they can continue to do because their social media has to be at an all-time high when it comes to the following, the Joe Burrow. I mean, there was a discussion the other day. It was national TV. They were discussing if, if Joe Burrow was a superstar. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I would say he's a superstar athlete. Would you agree with that? Is, is who a superstar athlete? Joe Burrow? Yeah. Like a superstar yeah. in the athlete world. Yeah. Well, so you're, yeah, you're engaged absolutely. with that at all. You were questioning that a little bit. I'm like, no, I was, I was questioning like Joe Burrow. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, like, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, what I was trying to say is this is a good time for you to continue to, mm-hmm. you know, keep your fans engaged, anything that you can possibly think of. I love that. Um, kind, there's plenty of places in Paycor Stadium that you could make that a little ring of honor museum center for people when they're going to the games or, or even in the off season to go and check out. So, yeah, I do think there's more you can do. Um, but credit to them because a lot has changed over the last few years. We are going to go ahead and go to Kyle. He says, and we've talked about this plenty, but you know what? We will bring it up again. He says, who do you think is going to be extended first, T. Higgins or Logan Wilson? T. Yeah, I would not have said that six months ago. Let me ask you this. Who do you think is more important on the defensive side of the ball next year? Say say they don't extend Logan Wilson this offseason, but they still have a chance next offseason. DJ Reader or Logan Wilson? DJ Reader. That was easy. Yeah, yeah. That, look, I don't think he's going to regress. When I've done any research into nose tackles, you got a little extra time with them. 30's not the not the wall. Feels like 32 might be. Got a couple extra years, and that's not even every guy. Like a guy like Tony Siragusa was good every year until he just stopped playing. Uh, same, I mean, Vince Wilfork didn't really hit a wall until real late in his career. I think DJ Reader is going to be real good next year. Uh, also, it's usually an injury that knocks you off the. I feel like off completely gone i feel like it's some type of injury that they just don't recover the same way from that they did when they were younger but anyway yeah dj reader i I think he's so important i think he's the most important defender on the defense but i think that's a little bit of a hot take he does so much for the linebackers he does so much for the coverage unit he does so much for the run game it's just when you have a guy like that that can dominate the run game take two gaps you trust him to always keep your linebackers clean so they could just make tackles. They don't have to worry about taking on offensive linemen. It's, it's invaluable. And uh, I think it's also a big reason why linebackers have career years with DJ Reader <laughs> uh, when he's healthy. Like that year he wasn't healthy. I think everybody was like, ah, these linebackers, I'm not sure. He's healthy a whole year, keeps them clean the whole time. And now it's like, ooh, wow, look at this linebacker duo. And the linebackers are awesome. Linebackers are really good. I, I don't want to – discourage at all i just think it works together and if i'm going to say you know who's the most important player i think it's also the best player and to me that's dj reader i and again i'm a very optimistic person when it comes to the future or this team in general i think if they win if they win a super bowl which sounds so easy just to go just go to the super bowl you know just win it i know you've been so close two years in a row it's really hard to get there if they were to win a super bowl this upcoming season I feel like you can get DJ Reader back. And I think he would be like, look, I just got a ring. Let's let's do it again. Let's do it again. I love the talent on this team. Uh, the more than likely of T. Higgins. I Again, I still feel like they're going to extend T. Uh, you'll have Joe Burrow. You get the Jamar Chase extension done. And you're like, let's work something out. Let's work something out, Cincinnati. This has been a really great time since I've been here. And um, I know the price tag is probably going to be extremely high right now for him. Those tackles aren't super high like it's not going to be chris jones level you don't think that it's going to be if he has like another pretty good 20 i would say would what if he has the same season in 20 that he had in 2022 full health let me look up those tackle contracts real quick but i don't think i know dexter lawrence just signed i think the highest for any nose tackle um I don't think he'll get the same. Dexter Lawrence, 21 million average per year. 
The next highest nose tackle I can find is Vita Vea at 17.7, Kenny Clark at 17.5, Dalvin Tomlinson just signed for 14.2, and then readers there at 13.2. I, I mean, I think you're looking at like at the highest, it would be the Dexter Lawrence contract. And I'm not sure he'll get that just because Lawrence is young. I think that's the one of the big draw draws there. He's 25. Mm-hmm. So you can do 22 million per year and have some of that hit later because you know he's going to be good in four years still. I'm thinking the highest you're looking at might be 20 per year, but I, I would bet he more so is just going to outdo Vea, which would be 17.7, so 18. Okay. I think somewhere from 18 to 20 per year is what I'd look at. Probably like three-year, maybe a four-year deal with a fake fourth year. I feel like it would be three-year, and then that fourth year – that's what I was saying. Yeah, three year, but then there's like the fourth year that's like twenty one million dollar cap hit, but there's also like two to two million in dead cap. If he's still real good, you could pay it. If not, we'll we'll work something out. I mean, I'm getting kind of sad thinking about the end of DJ Reader and since I know. I mean, we've been talking about everyone else, and I'm really excited about the future. They're cool on offense. They're getting younger on defense too, but. I don't want to think of a life without DJ Reader on the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm really hoping that's another guy we're going to hear next offseason and extension. We'll go to St. Palm. He says, who is your sleeper contender? Not KC, not Cincinnati, not Buffalo in the AFC and why? Miami because they have Vic Fangio. I think Vic Fangio is one of the best defensive minds in football. I think Mike McDaniel showed a lot of promise his first year. I think the Tua question is there. I think the Mike McDaniel, how can he respond when guys take away the middle of the field from him and get physical with his wide receivers question is there. But, man, my first thought is just, I think the other one would be Jacksonville would be my other sleeper because I really think Doug Peterson's a great coach. And then, I mean, the other one, I just, I don't see the Chargers doing it. I Like, I, I'm almost there. But every time I look, it's like, ah, do I trust Brandon Staley to do it? No. And they always have this injury problem and they won't fire that trainer that stabbed Tyrod Taylor for some reason. That <laughs> is wild to me. Somebody wanted to say that this stuff happens all the time. And I'm like, this stuff doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we would hear about it. Come on. What, do other guys just play with a punctured lung? <laughs> Like, it's normal. And it's the NFL. You could go find a better trainer. Like, it's absolutely wild to me. So you're saying um, the Dolphins, Dolphins and the Jacks. Jaguars. Those are my two sleepers. They're not really deep sleepers or anything, but I'd take them over the Jets and Chargers, I think. out of Like, the real deep sleeper is a team I don't believe in, but <laughs> it would be the Broncos if somehow Russ can get it back. And I think Sean Payton's a good coach. So, like <laughs> – that's the deep sleeper I don't think happens but out of all the teams that probably have I don't know like a seven to eight win total from Vegas that might be the one I'd pick but yeah my actual sleepers other than Buffalo Kansas City would be Jacksonville Miami I think I'd pick them over the Jets and Chargers I think are the other two real contenders Okay, so I actually want to continue this conversation. I think it is a great question because we do hear about Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, who outside. And I know a lot of people can look at the AFC East. And I think the Dolphins would be the number one sleeper pick um, if everything can work out. I I love their head coach. Their defense should be legit. They're obviously they have legit receivers. I mean, it should be should be good. But I'm going to add my team, and you're going to be a little surprised. And we'll get to more of your doubleheader questions. 
I'm going to say the Raiders, next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.